Hello, everybody. Thank you for diving into the Sea Motionals podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. So together with your favorite two co-hosts, and we're here to learn about the fascinating world of conservation, animals, and more. How are you doing today? <laughs> great. You have great energy today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I had a cookie and a tea and feeling good. That's a great start to a night. Is a <laughs> cookie a and tea. I love it. Or a great end to a night. Yeah, it's more like end to a night. I mean, it's 9.24 p.m. A late recording is about to take place. And we're about to ruin everyone's holiday. Don't say that. We're not ruining it. Well, sort of. We're kind I hope of ruining this doesn't it. overwhelm anyone. And it just is educational and helpful to make better choices during the holidays. And we're not here to hurt your feelings or your Christmas traditions. We're here to just provide some solid information to everybody. Mostly for your health, but also the environment. Yep. We're going to talk about the harmful products and different toxins in our holiday products and holiday, what would you call it? Holiday world. Holiday stuff, and then also how certain things can impact the environment in a negative way. And then we're going to give you some alternatives so you can still enjoy your holiday. Exactly. (laughs) But I have to say that researching this stuff did make me kind of frustrated and sad that all the things, like so many things that we use during the holidays are bad for us. And it just makes you annoyed because you want to celebrate and have all these nice things and yeah and then you're like oh this is bad this is harmful this is toxic this is polluting the environment this is creating like health harm and it is very it really grinds my gears <laughs> it grinds the gears <laughs> it does well, luckily there are alternatives to the bad things <clears throat> and we're going to talk about some of those alternatives that you can do you can buy for this holiday season and make some more smarter choices for yeah. not only your health, but your family's health. And I think we should just get into it. All right. And we should just ruin Christmas like the Grinch. Yeah. We are the Grinch today. Christmas ornaments. Oh no. Everyone's favorite tree decoration, and you can even decorate your um, house with this as well. You can put little ornaments on, like, you know, dresser knobs and the stairs, and really your whole home. And guess what, guys? They're toxic, poisonous, bad for you, family. They're bad. So I'm gonna go into some (laughs) ornaments. 
and why this is the case. Some ornaments contain lead, mercury, methylene chloride, which can poison children just by the taste or touch. And as you may or may not be aware, children are more susceptible to, you know, these these things as they're mm-hmm. not as developed as we are. And th- these things can be more harmful to them. So the first one is lead paint, which is contained and imported with a lot of foreign, U.S., and old ornaments. Lead was used back in the day pretty extensively in most products Mm -hmm. back in the day, and ornaments was one of them. And the problem is most of these products were discontinued and, you know, that sort of thing, and they're not making them anymore, but... Vintage ornaments are treasured. Maybe they were in the family for some time and uh, they're kept around. And I don't know if there's an alternative to vintage family ornaments. Not vintage ornaments, no. So, I mean, do what you will with this information. But uh, I, I have something I can share, at least, to give you some peace of mind. So, if you are concerned about vintage ornaments and possibly your family being exposed to having lead in the household, I'm not going to say, like, you know, your, your kid is going to go up and lick an ornament. That's weird. But your cat might, you know? So Well, I think kids like to lick random things, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I think for peace of mind, it would be nice to check out if you're concerned about lead. If you go to any home improvement store like Home Depot or Lowe's, they actually sell at-home lead detection kits that will change color if lead is present, similar to like chlorine stripping. <clears throat> so, so you rub it on the ornament? I have not a clue how it works. Okay. I have not used a lead detection kit in my right. lifetime. I'm just saying um, that is an option. Um, they're not 100% accurate, so do what you will with the results, but it's better than not knowing, I guess, if you do have some vintage old, you know, 1940s, 50s, 30s ornaments laying around the household and passed down from generation to generation. Maybe you can put it in like a glass box and like put that on like a shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in uh, that what way are you they can... call curio cabinets. Yeah. Or like get a glass like little decorative box and put it in there. So it's like, contained but you can still show it off it's quarantined it's quarantined yeah (laughs) um so there's some other things of poison relation with antique ornaments mercury glass has become popular again again why yes i why i i don't know but um new mercury glass does not actually contain any mercury so Uh if these are broken there's no additional toxicity beyond the sharp fragments of broken glass. Then why is it called mercury glass? Because it's just how they were produced before. So there's, okay. there's new mercury glass that's being made. Um, but again... It should be called mercury-free mercury glass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tongue twister. But again, like I know a lot of parents shy away from the glass... Ornaments? Ornaments. Yeah, because, I mean, hey, I've already had some fall on the floor. Yeah, so if they break, I mean, there's, you know, that's a whole mess of... You can't have pets if you have glass ornaments. Yeah. Because our pets like to go in the tree and rub on it. They knock stuff down. That's pretty pretty bad. But, I mean, antique ornaments themselves 
glass-wise contain mercury. This mm-hmm. is where the mercury glasses come from. So there may be mercury glass being made today, but if you have antique ornaments, you are probably subject to a small amount of mercury that was mixed with other metals trapped between two glass layers on the ornament walls, which was how these ornaments were made. So these could be unknown metals that they used, you know, mm-hmm. any number of metals at the time that they had access to, lead, um, tin, aluminum, copper, so many, silver, mercury. And if the old mercury glass ornament breaks, this basically means that all of these metals are released into the immediate atmosphere, your home. Right. So. If you call poison control when one of your antique ornaments has broken, just be smart about it. Don't do nothing. Uh, Call poison control. They have an actual procedure set up on their website, which details you how to air out the room carefully and cleanly to get rid of any mercury. Hmm. I guess um, that probably goes for a lot of antique stuff, and that's kind of sad because antiques are really cool Mm -hmm. but now i'm thinking like all you go to antique store and all this like you know antique i don't know half of it could have lead in it yeah and like (laughs) do do you want to have that yeah or mercury like do you want that in your home so yeah i mean while old and rare ornaments could pose a danger there's also lighting systems that were used throughout the 50s and 70s called bubble lights i mean do those would those still work at Right now? Well, if there's a plug, then yes. You can you rewire have to lights. Re- replace the bulbs, I guess. You can rewire lights and other things, but yeah, people still have bubble lights. There's there's still um still to this day they're they're being sold. And a little bit about bubble lights if you don't know what they are, is when the lights are turned on and warmed, which there's a warming period, bubbles will circulate through the lights and although the bubble lights look absolutely dashing and charming. The fluid inside is poisonous. It is methylene chloride, which is a major ingredient in many old lead paint strippers and modern paint strippers. Mm. So when swallowed or touched, this liquid will be converted in our body to carbon monoxide. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you know how carbon monoxide poisoning is? Lethal. You may or may not have heard how lethal that is. Maybe, you know, <laughs> but it's very I lethal. have heard, yeah. So bubble lights actually was responsible for a while, which is why they were banned um, from production, at least, in the 1970s. They were responsible for many deaths. Mm. Similar to, there's been an unrecorded amount of deaths from lead ornaments. Just people, you know, got mm. lead poisoning and they don't know how. And it's been thought that, well, you're dang Christmas ornaments. Could be. Today's day and age, most Xmas ornaments, you know, that are mass produced and sold in Target and Walmart and those sort of things, are just made in China. And they're they're made using cheap glass, microplastics, and other harmful products. They they fly under the radar. Mm -hmm. I mean, they say that they're regulated, but, you know, they're mass producing these in China. I mean, what, what else could they be made with, you know? If it's cheap, it's going to be made with it. So if this scares you and your family when you are looking for Christmas ornaments at Target, you can most certainly, as an option, bond over making ornaments yourselves as a family. I thought this was a pretty interesting option that I thought of because 
Not only is it a great family bonding experience, but you can end up with ornaments with a lot of character because you made them I yourself. Bet. I bet they would. <laughs> and I remember like when I was a kid, I would grab a bunch of stuff like trees and sticks and wooden leaves from my backyard and just make Christmas ornaments with my mom. And sometimes we would go to my local church. We would make ornaments with kids and other families instead of, you know, going to stores and buying them. I definitely mm. made some, but they didn't look good. Uh, mine, mine had character. They look pretty good. All right. But, but if you don't know how to create ornaments or maybe your family does not have time, there's actually a great website that has hundreds, if not thousands, of artists and options, which... It's a little-known site called Etsy. I'm sure you've probably not heard of it. I'm being sarcastic. I've been on there maybe once or twice. Yeah, I'm being very <laughs> sarcastic. So Etsy, uh, there's hundreds of toxin-free ornaments that that's, artists yeah, are making cool. for sale, and they have really cool ones on yeah, there. Yeah, I bet. Um, More expensive for sure. <laughs> yeah, hey, but... if it's not going to poison your family, it's, <laughs> you're going to save on medical I mean, bills. there's sets, too. Like, if, if yeah. you're someone who... You don't really care about the ornaments that have character. I mean, there's two types of Christmas tree designers. There's the ones who like set ornaments where they're like plain or they have like glitter. And then there's the ones who like the ones that are big and have character and like color. And right. So you can get sets on there. They make handmade ones, sets, uh, solos, like whatever you like. So that's, that's most of like what I had to talk about ornaments. But I did have some information about other Christmas waste that happens around the holidays. And uh, yeah, it's really sad. You guys are going to hate me for this. But wrapping paper, it's not Mm -hmm. good. We use so much wrapping paper every year. Yeah. In the UK. What, like a minute? Or not even, you know, open it and throw it away. Yeah. And like, just in the UK alone, 50,000 trees are destroyed just on wrapping paper alone there. I don't know where they get their paper from, whether it's outsourced from, you know, other jungles or whatever. But just in the UK alone with companies that are utilizing the trees for paper, it's like 50,000 trees are being cut down just for production for UK wrapping paper companies. Imagine the US. I mean, the number's got to be astronomic. I, I don't have the number, but I didn't want to look at the number. I don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's probably over a million trees. I mean, the UK is very small compared to the US. Is there no better way to wrap gifts? Why do we use wrapping paper? Isn't there a better option? There are other options. I made a TikTok on that the other day <laughs> and different alternatives. Uh, an, an option that you can do is, is gift bags. Gift bags are reusable. Yeah, you can use them so many times. There was one I found called, it's like Bao, but <laughs> Boao. Uh, you can use their gift bags. They actually make gift bags all year round for different events, mm-hmm. fashion events, Christmas events, Easter holiday, you name it. And I just think that gift bags are a better option because you get the present out of the gift bag. It's like a stocking, but you can reuse those. You don't just yeah, wrap the, the paper. Yeah, the wrapping paper you literally throw in the garbage. Right. I remember growing up or maybe even recently, like when the family is opening gifts, they, they bring a trash bag out. Yeah. So when you're done <laughs> unwrapping the gift, you just fill up the trash bag and it's a waste. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Like with wrapping paper, it's like, or I mean, with reusable though, it's like, you know, you can give it to your mom and then your mom's going to give it to your sister and then your yeah. sister's going to give it to their no, friend. Yeah. Their friend's going to give it to their mom. And it's just a cycle that can be used Many until times, the bag is yeah. destroyed. Right. Whereas, you know, wrapping paper, I remember when I was a kid, 
felt like I was a monster destroying a city because you just like tear the present open. You're like an animal trying to get the present. And then you, you, I don't know about everyone else, but like throw into a giant pile in the corner. It was like everything, yeah. the whole family is just like tossing their wrapping paper in this pile. And I remember when I was young on most Christmases, I would just like jump into the pile, like a <laughs> pile of leaves when I was done. But it goes straight to the trash. Yeah. And another one that is another Christmas tradition is that's guilty of this is Christmas cards. Yeah, right. We look at them for a minute. And did you know that Christmas cards can't be recycled? No. So we actually covered this on a previous episode with things that, you know, can't be recycled due to contamination. What is that, like the ink or like? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So most Christmas glitter. cards facilities can't actually recycle, you know, the separation facilities because the contamination of glitter and paints and inks and other <clears throat> dyes that are used on the cards to make them pretty, especially Christmas cards. The heavy dyes are used for them. Uh, some of the inks and dyes used to color the greeting cards contain volatile organic compounds. This is known in the science community as BOCs, which are nasty chemicals that can hide even in everyday products like cleaning supplies and mattresses. And <clears throat> I also want to be a little controversial right now in this podcast. Uh-huh. I want to like ruin maybe Christmas for people with this next statement, but it's just something I personally feel. What is the point of sending an Xmas card? Um, just to like, like a like a good point. I think it's just to like show someone that you're thinking about them, and just like. But like we live in the age of email and text, and like Skype exists, where you can just video the person. Like, hey, Bethany, I I'm like you know missing you and your family this weekend. How's John doing? Hey, how about we all get on a video call and just talk? Instead of sending a Christmas card, you know, that's my opinion. I just don't understand. You know, I used to receive them from my church and my mom like got so many Christmas cards and she's like, oh, I have to send them all back one. And it's like this huge social norm mm -hmm. that just occurs in the world. I don't get it. Either way, I guess if you have to send Christmas cards, you and your family and friends, mm -hmm. there are smarter options than using traditional Christmas cards. So if you're adamant to send Christmas cards to your friends and family, I recommend using Paper Culture. It's a company that makes pretty interesting looking Christmas cards. And for every card purchased, they plant one tree. Is that the one that I talked about? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. What is the name of it? Paper Culture. That is not the one that I... Uh... Oh, I thought it was. No, that's not the one that I used. Oh, okay. Well, there's another company then. <laughs> it's called like... Um... There's a few actually companies, I'm sure, out there that, that um, yeah. do this sort of thing. Yeah, the one that I posted about, and I actually sent a card, is called One Tree Planted. OneTreePlanted.org. Oh, right, right. Uh, send an e-card, and they'll plant a tree. Well, there's multiple companies that you can send Christmas cards and e-Christmas cards to people. Yeah, and, they let you choose either or. And plant trees, <clears throat> which are great options. Yeah. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk on, which is just touching on it because I know Kira is going to be covering some of this as well, but real or fake trees. It's like the argument of the century. Is it? I mean, a Christmas argument. I guess people always argue like, 
it's like PlayStation 5 or Xbox. Like, what, which console are you for? It's like, which tree do you like? Xmas trees are real or I mean, fake? I think most people just, well, they're, they're, they're not choosing based on the reasons that we're going to talk about, in my opinion. Yeah, they're choosing they're what's choosing convenient it. for them. Well, they're choosing it based on, yeah, what's convenient. And also, I know a lot of people like real trees because they smell really good. But, yeah, they're, the reasons that we're going to talk about aren't really why people choose either or. But maybe Hopefully this, like, this can help. will. Yeah, it will sway you to one side <laughs> or the other. For real trees, if, <clears throat> if you look at real trees, and you want a real tree, we suggest doing business. It might be a little bit harder to find, but I suggest doing business with a company that is for trees. So carbon positive tree companies that when they chop down, they plant two, they plant 10, you know? I'm sure most do because guess what? They want to sell more in the future. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as they're carbon positive, that's great. So if you use a fake tree, the key is to keep using the tree year after year. Carbon positive wise, you have to use the tree 10 times to equal the smaller carbon footprint of a real tree. I'm not going to go into the carbon science why, but I have an article. If you do like physics and carbon emissions, I'm going to post in this episode from climbworks.com. They go into the super <laughs> They go into the super specifics of carbon emissions in the tree industry. So before buying one, just make sure that you can use it for years to come. And if you consider throwing it away for a new tree. A f- you're talking about a fake tree? Yeah, sorry. If you're using a fake tree, and you know, consider buying one that you really like, you enjoy. And if you're going to throw it away for a better one, why throw it away when you can give it to a family that maybe doesn't have a Christmas tree this year, can't afford one? You that's can, true. Or, I mean, you can give it away or sell it. I'm sure that someone yeah. would take it instead of throwing it away. It's the season yeah. of giving in Christmas. So find a family that, <laughs> or, or sell it, you know, and instead yeah. of throwing it in, you know, the side of the road or trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I had to share. That was a lot. The podcast is almost over. <laughs> well, just like continue on with the Christmas trees mm-hmm. as I was going to talk about that a little bit. You kind of talked about like what's more eco-friendly. So, you know, it's live trees. The most eco-friendly would be like a potted tree, actually, hmm. that you can replant after you've used it. In California, New York, Oregon, and the United Kingdom, you can even rent a potted Christmas tree. I'm very interested in this, but I, I haven't looked into Florida yet, but you rent it and then you can, I guess, send it back and they'll take care of it until you need it again. So the tree doesn't even die. If that's not possible, then purchasing a locally grown cut tree is optimal. Or if you can cut down your own tree, apparently Anthony has done that. Yes. I've always lived in Florida, so I've never had that. <laughs> no, I feel like you... I know Christmas trees are the staple of Christmas, but what is wrong with, you know, using a palm tree, like a small little palm tree to wrap lights around it, 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 it like based on your region, right? I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure on that. I mean, I also don't, I think putting a palm tree in your house is weird. I'm not sure. I've never seen anyone have a real palm tree in their house. I'm not sure the, how that works. Most of the pine trees that grow, you know, they're only... 10 years old or they they don't get 
to be old like some pine trees grow to hundreds right. of feet tall so it's a little sad but well they keep growing well i, I like the I, potted the potted thing. yeah that's really cool that's what that's what because like when you normally cut down the tree it, it doesn't live for more than like a month and a half after you cut it down yeah so the, the potted tree um is the best option you know now that i think about it i'm pretty sure our neighborhood sent us an email about Okay, I have to look back at that. I'm sorry. I'll update you on that. But hmm. I can't remember if they said that they, we can rent trees. That's cool. I have to look back into that. But look, look in your area and see if they offer that. Some other downsides or a downside to a real tree is some growers can use up to 40 different pesticides. And they can use chemical colorants on their trees to make them like more green, I suppose. Oof. So... <laughs> It's also helpful to look for an organic tree farm. I know this is like, oh, my God, I have to look for a real tree and a potted tree, organic tree. Oh, my God, I know. But I guess it's something to think about because you have that tree in your house and you're exposed to whatever is on it. So if you can look for an organic tree farm, that would be ideal. I'm not sure about the potted ones, if they're organic or not. Artificial trees, like toxicity-wise. Oh my, they're very bad. Yeah. They're very bad. And we have one at home because I got it. I didn't even know that they were so toxic when I purchased it. Um, but they can pose a big hazard to the environment and to people. Um, a lot of the plastic trees are made mostly of PVC, polyvinyl chloride. That doesn't a, sound good. A non-renewable petroleum product. Uh, a large amounts of fossil fuels are required to manufacture and transport the plastic, so not good for the environment, usually from Asia, adding more greenhouse gases. Um, PVC also contains phthalates, which accumulate in body tissues. They're linked to liver, lung, and reproductive organ damage. Also, toxic heavy metals like lead, you talked about uh, cadmium and tin are typically used in the production of PVC, it can lead to environmental and health issues, nervous system damage, uh, especially in children. Uh, most artificial trees are flammable, and many companies apply flame retardants to them, which can cause reproductive toxicity, neurological toxicity, endocrine disruption, and cancer. So your artificial Goodness. Christmas tree, um, and apparently their, their labels actually warn you to avoid inhaling or touching any dust that may fall from the branches. It's like most people have it in their living room. They're inhaling right yeah. next to it. They're touching it, and it's, like, toxic. So I have no idea if there's, like, toxic-free Christmas trees. There probably are, but I didn't look into that. Um, knowing what I know now, I'd probably buy a real one in the future or maybe mm -hmm. put mine outside. Um, I wouldn't buy one again, but I just have one. Um, they also cannot be recycled. So that's another thing to think about. Like just some other alternatives I thought were kind of cute is doing like I've seen this before. Like people make trees out of other items, right? Like you can do a tree out of books. I made a tree once out of bottles. Mm. I like stacked them and put ribbon on it, um, wine bottles. So you can like make trees out of other things. Yeah. Like, still decorate it. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, it might not be as big. I mean, you can make a giant uh, book tree. I've seen people do, like, boxes and stuff like that. Sounds but, interesting. Sounds yeah. artsy. Yeah. But that's about it on the Christmas trees. I know you talked about the vintage lights a little bit, but mm -hmm. even the new lights, uh. although they don't 
have the bubbles or to have um, the uh, the mercury glass. The mercury glass. Um, there are other toxins in the Christmas tree lights now. Like if you go to the store right now, a lot of them have toxins, especially lead, which you talked about, and more of the PVC. Pondal, I can believe they're still making things chloride. with lead. Like we haven't learned. I don't understand either. I don't. So they have found lead in a lot of the popular Christmas lights, Walmart, GE, Philips, and found lead in them. There was a study at uh, Cornell where they found the levels of lead in holiday lights were higher than what the Environmental Protection Agency has determined safe. So another thing is the PVC. So we talked about that before. So those are in a lot of the Christmas lights or the holiday lights. Um, even though there's not 100% non-toxic Christmas lights, that's like pr- like pretty non-existent to find. Um, there's some brands that are better than others. So look for the Rose compliant Christmas lights um, is one of the things that you can look for. It's like R-O-H-S. You can look for this on your Christmas lights. They What was it again? The restriction of? The restriction of hazardous substances. Ah, okay. That's what it stands for. Um, there are certain brands that have a certification um, stating that, like, they have very low toxicity. So you can look for that on anything, but especially your Christmas lights. They look at heavy metals. They look at other toxins, uh, PVP. Um, You can look more into that if you're interested exactly what they look at. Uh, Prop 65 is um, something that California uses to um, show if a product has, like, any detection of lead. So you can see if that warning is on, again, anything or your Christmas lights and avoid it if it says that. A few brands of low toxin holiday lights. Quintus. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's Q. U-N-T-I-S. This mm-hmm. you can find at Walmart and Amazon. Another brand is called Reindeers. You can look that one up. They have low toxin-free lights. Another brand is called Holiday LEDs. That's the actual brand. So you can look that up as well. Very creative with that one. I know. So be careful with your lights. Um, Dang. And your trees. How else <laughs> are we going to decorate for Christmas? I know. <clears throat> well, like I said, we, we're finding some alternatives. So. I know it's harder if you already have these things in your house to like go out and buy more. Throw them all out. <laughs> it's expensive. Like it costs no, don't actually hundreds and hundreds of dollars to buy this stuff up front and you want to use it for many years. But I guess if, I mean, if you have the money, just go and do it. But if you need to wait, then maybe um, as things go bad. You always feel like the production of Christmas lights <clears throat> is also very poorly made. Like you ever feel the wiring of Christmas lights versus you know, you, you go and buy, like, a, a extension cable that's, like, $30, right? And you feel the quality in it. It just feels like the wiring is terrible, at least personally. I mean, it depends on the like brand. Like, cheap plastics and that but sort like of thing. But, the, like, the extension cords are also going to have these things, I'm sure, in them. Yeah. It's not just Christmas lights. We're just talking about holiday-specific stuff right now. But it's, unfortunately, a, a lot of stuff around, so... It's very frustrating, but 
And I'm going to quickly just talk about candles. No, not candles. I know this one is so sad. And, you know, this isn't just holiday related either. But, oh, my God, the, the holiday candles are amazing. Like the Christmas tree smells and, I don't know, like the apple smells and cinnamon. And they smell amazing. And they bring so much, like, good feelings. But, my God, they are very toxic, too. <laughs> A lot of them. Um, contain there's two things that you want to look at um, when you're looking for low toxic candles the type of wax you use and the fragrance so a lot of candles have paraffin wax and this is a petroleum-based product and it's like burning fossil fuels inside your home a lot of chemicals are released and they're linked to all kinds of issues cancer so like a mini factory burning in your house respiratory issues yeah central nervous system dysfunction birth defects and this is a lot of candles uh, are use paraffin wax it's cheaper a better wax you can look for soy coconut and beeswax also be mindful or careful a lot of them will say like a blend coconut blend but then like half of it's still paraffin it's like a way they can get around saying what they have in it Mm. it's like oh yeah this is a coconut blend it's like 75% it's like is paraffin. Uh, I'm sorry, paraffin. Coconut. <laughs> uh, paraffin, yeah. Um, also, the, the fragrances. A lot of candles use synthetic fragrances, and a lot of them say natural fragrances. That's not true. They, under the U.S. law, companies are actually allowed to include toxic chemicals in their products without disclosing them because they're protected under an industry secret loophole. All they have to do is label the ingredients as fragrance or perfume which allows them to include a number of almost 4,000 chemicals i feel like you actually um had mentioned this to me before it's like a natural you know you can say natural Mm -hmm. on the product because you know the product is naturally occurring in the environment like lead but that doesn't mean the product is good for you yeah like you, you can, can say put natural on your product and it doesn't mean it's natural i think com- naturally good you like, can say naturally essence and it's like what does that mean like chlorine is on the periodic table but depending on what you do to chlorine it can become very toxic i think in general though even if it's not from natural sources there's no one regulating this yeah so it, anyone could put natural on it you could be green with like green leaves and it's not, it's not always natural. You have to look into it more. Um, but choose candles that use essential oils instead of synthetic fragrances. I'll name a few companies that you can find that are very low on toxins. The Fontana Candle Company. Um, this list I got from the Um, Natural Sloth. Basic Bee Candle Company, Grow Fragrance, Eight Hands Farms, Sweetwater Decor, Public Goods, Grove Candles. And then you could also use a diffuser at home, which you can put different oils in. We have one at home called Candy Cane, and it has peppermint and vanilla. Mm. So be careful with candles. I know they smell amazing. Trust me. I love good candles now i feel like i shouldn't go to target and sniff candles again (laughs) yeah like bath and body works they have amazing smelling candles and they even say like now i believe they say natural and i've even had a lady tell me there before like oh these are all natural like they're not like look in look into their actual ingredients i know they're amazing 
but try to find alternatives well, when she didn't possible. lie they are natural but it's they're not natural they have the fragrance it can have over four thousand different synthetic chemicals they don't have to list oh them. it's synthetic yeah okay they can they can just list natural anyone can write natural it's mm. not regulated and they put on there made with essential oils which they might have essential oils in it but they also have all the other fragrance how do you think they get like these really strange flavors that don't really occur naturally like how do you have fireside marshmallow <laughs> like naturally mm -hmm. so they might have some actual natural stuff in it and that's how they get away like companies get away with it. it's like some of it is so we can say it's natural anyway last thing i'm going to talk about is gifting you don't want to gift your people you love like toxic gifts no that's rude but like a lot of things are toxic and I mean, you can go on and on and on about this forever. So I'm going to just go over it really briefly. Okay. <laughs> but just being mindful of what you're giving people. Um, a big one is waterproof items. I was real sad about this This is one. very sad. I know. Again, this is all really sad. Because I have a lot of waterproof clothing. Whenever I research this stuff, I get really frustrated. And I either do one, go crazy and like go super organic or two, just like don't care because i'm so frustrated about mm -hmm. it but waterproof camping gear shoes clothing umbrellas snow gear performance gear anything that is waterproof typically has something called pfas um the this these chemicals have been linked to cancer birth defects mm -hmm. kidney disease immunity diseases lots of different diseases so the water repellent barrier can wear off over time and the chemicals can end up in the air. They can leach into our Goodness. bodies and be stored there for a long time. We can breathe them in. And it can cause, it's like a huge, a huge thing that more information is coming out about these things. And they're very hard to get rid of. Um, and it's difficult to know which items contain the PFAs because most companies don't disclose their use. And the government does not regulate them. Why? I don't know. Why? Because they have money in the pockets. Most products that contain Gore-Tex and Teflon probably contain PFAs. Teflon, really? Yeah. Um, luckily, as more awareness is coming out about these products, we didn't know at first. We're like, oh, this is great. It's waterproof. But now that more people are becoming aware, more companies are avoiding them, which is good. But right now, there's still a ton out there. So look for PFAs-free on your items i did look up there you know there are different waterproof i don't know clothings and um cookware is a big one with like the non-stick they use uh the pfas a lot so look for pfas free mm. a good company for cookware is caraway home that's insane lead is another one we talked about this many times already but mm -hmm. it's still used in a lot of different things pottery jewelry ceramics dishes furniture cookware toys again avoiding it can be difficult because manufacturers don't describe that don't disclose it and they don't really have enough strict laws about this so it's almost like it's illegal but it there's nothing being done about it right um, so look for more like stainless steel products, glass, um, some types of woods, although some woods could have like toxic glue in them. So I guess just do research when you're buying stuff. Fragrances, I already talked about that, but that can be in so many different things. Your skincare products and any like smelling good stuff can have 
fragrance, perfumes are extremely toxic. I know they smell amazing. I know. So basically... Everything. Like most of the mainstream product world and social normities of our time are toxic. Which is like all the gifts we give to people. Plastic, not only is it like feeling the oceans and the earth with garbage, there's a lot of toxins in plastic. BPA is a big one and now they've like got rid of BPA, but they are using a different one. I'm sorry, I don't know the name at the moment. Um, But they're just replacing it with a different name, but it still also has different toxins in it. So look for, again, glass if you can and like cleaner woods if you can. What makes me wonder how cutting boards you can buy in the store, you know, if those are toxic or not, you know, if they're sealed right or what chemicals they use to seal the wood. And Yeah, I think it's really finding like good companies, just knowing that company doesn't use it. Because just going to like a random store and picking something out, you would have no idea. And yeah. the companies don't talk about it on their website. The only way you can know is if you look for good companies. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of companies, cleaner companies coming out. There's the website called Uncommon Goods. I was on there earlier. It's like all different unique gifts. A lot of them are low on the toxin scale. Um, not all of them, but still it's a good place to go if you're looking for gifts. They have a lot of unique stuff on there and a lot of like cleaner products on there. But I know that's hard to think about when you're trying to give a gift and you're like, oh, I can't give them this. I can't give them this. I can't. Because it's like not only now do you have to worry about like, I don't know what they like. Yeah. Now you're like, I don't want to poison them. (laughs) Exactly. So it makes it even harder. It makes it hard. So do your best. And, you know, if you if you give them something with one of these toxins in them, then, you know, it's not the end of the world. But if you can, it's a very small amount, but you can find something better then that is only going to benefit everyone. So now I don't know what I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, it's, it's really hard, especially yeah, with kids, I'm a, sure. This has been a very um, sad episode for Christmas, but don't worry, it's only the you know, end of the first week in Christmas. By the time this episode comes out, we shall have, I think, two more before Christmas. Yeah, I think two more is the number before Christmas. So we're going to perk it up next week. We're going to have something fun. But this episode wasn't really mainly, we didn't want to destroy Christmas. We're not trying to be the Grinch. We just want you guys, because we didn't even know. Like this was, this was knowledge. And yeah, for a lot of the, the holiday products, I guess that's more like you don't, you're not aware of it. I, I think if I thought about it, I'm like, oh yeah, probably would be toxic. But And knowledge is power. Yeah. So the more knowledge we have, the, you know, the more you know, uh, more we can tell companies too, and they could change how they're making stuff because if we buy it, they're going to keep making it. But if we're like, no, I'm not going to buy that. They have to change. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, this, this comes from a knowledge is power standpoint. We didn't, we, we're not trying to ruin Christmas for anyone. We just take the knowledge that, you know, is, is coming out in light of the world and what Kira and I had talked about. And hopefully you can make some better holiday choices. <laughs> um. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no. I don't remember. I lost my train of thought. Well, I think that's our episode. Definitely have fun this holiday. Enjoy some fun activities. Maybe pop in the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey or, you know, take, take effect into next time you go to the store, what products you buy. Yeah. Make 
more conscious decisions about what you're buying. Even though a lot of these things cost more, that's why it's harder too. But do what you can. Mm. Do what you can. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed our episode. Follow us on our social medias where we post everything ocean conservation related, news, and more. Definitely reach out to us on our socials. We will continue conversations on our Discord. Continue. Uh, we will actually conversate on Discord. Um, so follow us there. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and TikTok. And, you know, there may be more social platforms that we arise on soon. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a, give us a shout out. We're there. You just have to find it. Do you have anything else to add? Um, you happy I didn't do my, I hope you have a great car ride. Yes, okay, no, yeah, no, <laughs> uh, And no joke either. It was a good, good, good one. Yeah, I stopped doing the jokes on account of. They weren't funny? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were great, but I might have to revise my puns. Yeah. I don't think puns are that funny. I think they're clever. You're getting coal for Christmas. Coal is toxic, Anthony. Oh, yeah. But it turns into diamond. I'll take one of those. <laughs> All right, everyone. I think that's our episode. We've gone on for long enough. Uh, have a happy holiday. Bye. Even though you'll hear from us again in next week. Well, maybe they're listening to this on Christmas. Or maybe on Easter. Uh, uh, Easter is probably toxic too. Uh, it probably is. Everything is toxic. And uh, I'm sorry, but... We're going to do an episode about every holiday. Yay! Yeah.